You are listening to the Lima Community Church Podcast. The following was recorded at Lima Community Church of the Nazarene in Lima, Ohio. Well, good morning, everybody. We're so glad you're here today. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us. Um, before first service... I was walking through the foyer. Yeah, I'm going to tell the story again. No, I'm going to. I was walking through the foyer, and a friend of mine said, Who's preaching today? And I said, My wife and I. And he said, Why don't you just let Carrie do the whole thing? (laughs) It's like, Come on, people. You know, give me a break. Uh, My word. But, you know, I understand. So, um, okay, so take a look at this glass with me. What would you say about this glass? Could you give me an adjective for it? Come on. Clear? Okay, that's one. Um, like, give me some, come on. What? Half what? Okay, any other, anybody see it a different way? Okay, half empty. Maybe you're a little afraid to, uh, to say it that way. Uh, when that guy said, why don't you let Carrie do the whole thing? I was like, half empty, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> regardless, regardless of how you look at the glass, we all know that the world is filled with both kinds of people, right? Um, and if you are one of the half-empty people, I don't want you to beat yourself up. I don't want you to think you're going to be, um, you know, you're going to be attacked. Uh, we, we actually had a pretty good laugh in our family. Last Sunday, do you remember how beautiful it was? It was a beautiful sunny day. It was, it was pretty warm, especially for November in Ohio. Beautiful day. And we were in the car headed down the road somewhere, and Keaton was complaining about how bright the sun was. <laughs> like, that was, the, that was the situation we found ourselves in. It was, um, it's like, dude, it's November in Ohio. Can we just thank the Lord that it's not eight degrees and snowing? Like, come on. Uh, um, we all have those moments, don't we, where the glass seems a little bit half empty. And that's not, that's not Keaton's normal perspective on life, but, um, but we all have those moments when we look at our circumstances and we're not really filled with gratitude. So today on Thanksgiving Sunday, before we dive into the Advent season next week, our message is gonna look just a little bit different than usual. We're gonna have a little bit more interaction than usual, and I don't want um, I don't want you introverts or you new people to get up and run. Um, we're not going to have like gather with a small group and share your darkest secret. That's not the kind of interaction we're talking about. It'll be a lot less threatening than that. But um, but we're we're going to take some time today to think about Thanksgiving and about gratefulness and what God has to say about those things. And we're going to practice gratefulness a little bit together today and give you some tools that we hope will help make gratefulness more a part of your everyday life. You remember this past summer, we had a sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. And as we worked our way through the Lord's Prayer, one of the ideas that we talked about is how we live in a world where God's will is not always done. That's why Jesus had to teach us when he taught us to pray to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven because God's will is not always done on this earth. And I think that 
it's pretty easy for us to look around and see that and, and recognize that um, with all the brokenness, all the heartache, all the dysfunction that's happening around us, we can easily recognize that God's will is not always being done around us. But we know that God's will is good. We know that his will is just and it's right, and that we, we know that his will benefits us. It's one of the things that we pray about, isn't it? That we would learn what God's will is so that we could live in it. One of the things Carrie and I pray the most for our boys is that they would learn to know what God's will is, learn to hear his voice and his leading, and, and then that they would live in his will. It's one of the things that we want the most. And so anytime we find a place in Scripture that tells us what God's will is, it feels like we ought to pay attention to that because we know this is something good. It's something that we seek. And so we want to pay attention when Scripture tells us what God's will is. We've got that today in this first passage we're going to look at in uh, Paul's letter to the Thessalonian church. Look at it with us this morning, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so, so God's will is for us to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, there's a difference between in and for. We want to just point out that the Scripture is not telling you you have to thank God for the difficult thing that you have faced for the heartbreaking thing that your family has gone through, for the abuse that you may have endured. It's not that you have to thank God for these things, but that in the midst of those circumstances, as you walk through whatever it is that you face, what, what we're given here from, from Paul and from God's word is an invitation for this deep-seated place of gratitude, of, of gratefulness, of saying, even in the midst of this terribly impossible thing, I can find how to be grateful. I can, I can see the ways that God has been faithful and good and how I can be grateful for that. And so what, what is it that God knows about gratefulness that makes it his will for us, regardless of the circumstances that we face. So in scripture, I don't think they had a bunch of neuroscientists sitting around that when God gave a, a command or he said his will, that they were like, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh, that's gonna work well. You know, they didn't have all of those, but we do. And we have this ability now to have neuroscientists and people studying the brain and really they're taking these concepts that God spoke about or, or the Holy Spirit inspired people to write in scripture and they're studying them, the effects on the brain, and they're finding, oh, that actually works. That's actually true. That's actually a good thing. And it's really incredible to see this pairing happen. And so in light of this question of why did the Holy Spirit inspire Paul to write those words that give thanks in all circumstances for it's God's will for you, uh, which means it's his best for us. Why? What did God know about how he wired us to begin with um, that he wanted us to be grateful because he knew it would be best for us? So to, to look at this, I'm going to show you a couple slides of the brain. 
Okay, so here they come. Uh, so, all right, the first, the top one uh, that you see there is actually the brain cut in half. That's kind of weird, but there it is, brain cut in half. And you see the yellow outlined in red. And that, that part of the brain is actually right here, right? That's uh, your prefrontal cortex. And that is, these are brain scans that they took of someone who was practicing gratitude. So while they were in the process of being grateful, this part, their prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that's responsible for logic and reasoning and decision-making, and it calms the rest of us down, was lighting up because it ignited that part of, of the brain. And you see in the bottom one, uh, that, that little highlighted part, again, that is right here uh, in the prefrontal cortex. While they were practicing gratefulness, that part of the brain was lighting up. And so this is fascinating. Um, when we when we see the effect of gratefulness on us. So I wanna talk about this a little bit. Uh, gratitude, they're finding it actually releases dopamine. Dopamine is a reward system in us. It makes us feel like we've accomplished something. Um, it's a reward circuit. And serotonin, which that chemical actually um, helps us have a better mood. So dopamine and serotonin are released uh, when we experience gratitude, when we participate in gratitude into our brain. These two neuro, uh, crucial neurotransmitters are responsible for our emotions. They help us manage our emotions. And we practice igniting those through gratefulness over time. It strengthens our neural pathways that create a permanent out, uh, better outlook and mindset. Isn't it cool that we can change our brain? This is pretty amazing. So the other piece of this, so God knew this, he knew we needed dopamine and serotonin. He said, well, I'm gonna tell you, be grateful. It's my will for you because you're gonna need this. But in addition to that, what they're finding is when we practice gratitude, not only does it, it release those two chemicals, but it reduces the chemical cortisol. Cortisol is the chemical responsible for stress. Y'all ever feel that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we feel some stress. So it reduces that chemical, um, the stress hormone, and relieves stress and anxiety. So when we are actually in, in practice of being grateful, it's reducing our stress level. And God knew we would need that. It, um, it increases. So all of that happens in the prefrontal cortex again, which that part of your brain, God knew because he designed it, is responsible to regulate all of the emotions, all of those negativity things that we have going on inside of us. Uh, and focusing on gratitude actually rewires your brain to process positive uh, versus negative information. So God, in his, his wisdom, said, I want you to be people of gratitude because I know this is going to be better for you. I know this is going to benefit you. Now, it goes beyond just that. Uh, we are, they're finding the benefits on physical symptoms uh, as a result of gratitude are immense. So you, uh, gratitude actually strengthens your immune system, which is a really good thing for us to know right now, right? We're entering flu season. Everybody's kind of getting sick. Practicing gratitude builds your immune system. How Incredible is the love of God who said, I can help you build that. Simply be gratitude, live with gratitude. This is my gift to you, a tool I have. Another fascinating part of research 
is they're studying people with chronic pain, people who deal with long-lasting pain, which can be incredibly stressful, and it can really dominate your, your perspective on life. But what they are doing is finding that people who experience chronic pain, if they intentionally practice gratitude and really build that into the framework of their life, they are finding that it regulates their dopamine, which then reduces their subjective feelings of pain. What an incredible gift from God to us. It also helps blood pressure, cardiac functioning, and it gives you better sleep. In addition to that, as if that wasn't enough, we're finding that, uh, that there are social benefits to gratitude. Have you ever noticed it's kind of hard to be around negative people? Like, do you, I mean, do you really enjoy that? You like seek them out? Not really. You are going to have healthier communication with people when you are more of a person of gratitude because your perspective on life is, be is better. It's healthier. And so people actually want to be around you. God made us for relationships and he's giving us a tool to help us make sure we can do that in healthy ways. So it builds your interpersonal relationships. It uh, makes you a more likable person. It actually grows your creative thinking and your productivity. Gratefulness does. And for those of you who may struggle with attention span and focus, they are finding that it being intentionally grateful widers attention span and increases focus. So this is, do you hear the immensity of God's love for us? How incredible that he loves us so much that he said, I'm going to tell you what my will is, and it is going to impact so many areas of your life. And as people who follow Jesus, what a joy that we get to live different, knowing these things and having his will for us. One of the things that Carrie and I love is when we, when we see creation or, um, or science confirming God's will or, or God's word. So when we see creation confirming God's word, um, the, there's this idea that, that faith and science can't, they're, they're like opposites and you have to choose one. You've got to choose either faith or science. The reality that we see over and over again is that science is actually just constantly confirming what it is that God's word says. And we see that in so many ways. And this is just one of those examples where um, God's word is saying, hey, gratitude is really good for you. And then all of, all of the research and the science today says the same thing. So um, if you read through the New Testament, Paul wrote a huge part of the New Testament and he wrote all these letters and um, as you read through Paul's letters, if you were just to flip through and read just the beginning and the end of each of Paul's letters, you would see this theme of gratitude come up over and over again. Paul just says how thankful he is for the people in the Corinthian church and how every time he thinks of the people in the Philippian church, he thanks God. And there's just this theme coming up over and over again of this gratitude. And so um, it's another way in scripture that we see gratitude being practiced. We see them kind of living that out in scripture. And so Carrie has talked a little bit about some of the science that confirms how important gratefulness is. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, research is, is, recent research has been done uh, at Indiana University. Any Hoosiers out there? I know we had a couple in first service. All right. No Hoosiers today. Um, research is being done at Indiana University where they asked over 40 people who were suffering from anxiety or depression 
to participate in this study. In the study, they had half of the group write letters of gratitude to people in their lives, and the other, other half did not write these letters. And then after three months, so they wrote the letters just one time, and then after three months, they did brain scans on all 40-plus participants. Here's what they found. The participants who completed the gratitude task, so the ones who wrote the, the letters, not only reported feeling more gratefulness two weeks after the task was completed, uh, and more than the, the members of the control group, but also three months later when the scans were done, they showed more gratitude-related brain activity in the, the brain scan, just like the pictures we saw a little bit ago. And so their finding was that when we give and receive thank you notes, our brain is automatically, it's, it's redirected to pay attention to what we have to be grateful for. And it produces this intrinsic motivation and uh, this strong awareness of where we presently are. So uh, we told you it's going to be a little more interactive today, and we're going to do our first, kind of do our first practical thing here. We want to give you some practical tools that can help you develop a spirit of gratefulness. And so on your way in this morning, you should have gotten a thank you card. Did everybody get one? If you did not get a thank you card, would you just raise your hand? Um, we've got ushers who are ready, and I just want to warn you that we... Um, I just got a text right before the service that we might be running a little short. If that's the case, I have a solution. So don't worry if you don't get one, but um, hopefully we can get everybody one. Okay, see a few more hands up. Up here in the front, guys, if you've got any left. Um, still some up here in the front, Kristen or Samantha. Yep, right over here. Is everybody, was everybody able to get one? At least, okay, looks like we're doing pretty good. Thank you, thank you, ushers, for helping us get those distributed. It looks like everybody's got one. You've also got writing utensils in the seat pockets in front of you. So if you're in the front row, you might have to reach behind you. If there's not one directly in front of you, there should be one pretty close. And so you may have to just search around a little bit for that. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, um, oh, did you guys remember when we had a, a, a worship service called The Source over in the axis. And in that worship service, they would take a five-minute break, like a coffee break every service. It was like, that's what you did to be hip and cool, right? Well, we're not as hip and cool anymore, but we're going to take a five-minute break to write a thank you note, okay? Now, I want you to think about two things as we get ready to write these thank you notes. First of all, um, first service, everybody did this. We had a great response. It was really cool. And this service, hopefully everybody's going to do this. We want everybody to participate. If everybody in both of these services does this, 900 people roughly are going to get a thank you note. Like think about the, just the impact that's going to have just to kind of provide some encouragement to our community. Now, about 900 people will get one of these. Now, here's the cool thing. You're, by writing this thank you note, you're blessing them, but you're doing something good for yourself too. You're putting yourself in a mindset that is helpful for you. So it's not every day that you can do something selfless and selfish at the same time, but this is one of those times you can do both. So take, uh, we're just going to give you about five minutes. Just take some time and write a thank you note to whomever God lays on your heart, okay? Carrie and I are going to do it too. 
keep writing. Uh, those of you who are writing, keep writing. I want to give just a couple of extra comments here as you finish up. Um, first of all, some of you are joining us online, and we didn't have a thank you card for you. Um, if you're out there at your house, uh, I hope you've got one handy and you're participating with us. But uh, even if you're not, um, grab your phone right now and send a text message to somebody to thank them. Um, you know, the person that, that God may have laid on your heart. Um, or after the service is over, we'd invite you to, um, to do that. For those of you here in the room who are writing a note, um, if, you, if you're writing a note to somebody you're going to need to mail it to, we've got, a, we've got envelopes for you on your way out. So if that's something that you were thinking about, just be aware of that. We're going to try to try to provide that for you on your way out. Okay, go ahead and, and uh, finish up. It's exciting to think about the gratitude that gets to go out to our community uh, just from today. So thank you for participating in that. You know, Paul had some serious credibility to talk about gratitude. Um, he was, especially because he wrote a lot of this when he was under house arrest. He was in prison by the Romans, um, and, and yet he was writing about gratefulness. And I'm not sure I would feel like that. If, if I was going through a hard situation, um, especially when I didn't feel like I did anything wrong, you know, I was just talking about Jesus, I'm not sure gratefulness would be the topic that I would want to write about. And so Paul, the fact that he is under house arrest gives us this wonderful way to view our own life through, through what he's talking about. So we have all gone through something hard, something heavy, something that weighed you down, uh, a concern you had to worry. And we've, we've all gone through that. And, and to think gratitude is not typically our first response. That is not often where our mind goes. We go to panic and freak out and we got to fix this. And what are we going to do? And how are we going to get through this? And that tends to be kind of where we land. But I want to show you uh, Philippians 4. Paul gives us a way to pray that is intentionally uh, involving gratitude. It's very different probably from the way we tend to pray. So listen to these words um, from Paul in Philippians 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. There's a part of this we do real well. We got this down, okay? It's the part that says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, skip the next two words, let your request be made known to God. Do y'all do that pretty well? Like, Lord, I'm freaking out. <laughs> Lord, this is really difficult. Lord, this is heavy. You know, we do that. We got that part down, right? We can present our request to God. What we don't have down is the two words in between. And really what we hope is that if we just kind of skip those two words, present our request to God, what we hope is that the promise will come, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And we wonder why that doesn't happen. 
Because Paul put these two words very intentionally in here. And he said, in everything, by prayer and supplication, so present your request to God with thanksgiving. And then he says the promise is that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will put a guard over your hearts, which in scripture is the seat of our emotions. It will guard over your emotions and your minds in Christ Jesus. I, I, this is incredible. So Paul, I'm quite sure, is a cognitive behavioral therapist. And again, I've told you this before. Can't wait to sit and talk with him in heaven. He didn't have to pay for his degree. I did. It's not fair. But anyway, so the Holy Spirit greatly inspired him. And we're so thankful for these words. But here's, here's what's happening. So when we present our requests to God, that is coming out of the part of our brain that is emotion-driven, right? We, we feel all this concern, this weight, this heaviness. And Lord, here it is. We just, here it is. But when we begin to pray with thanksgiving, where we say, Lord, here it is. And while I'm walking through this, I want to thank you for how you're going to be faithful. I want to thank you for how you're going to give me courage to do what I have to do. I'm going to thank you for what I'm going to know more about you on the other side of this than I know now. I'm going to thank you for how you're going to provide and how I'm going to, how, how I'm going to watch you do something I've never seen you do before. When we add that with thanksgiving, you actually, you're engaging in gratitude, which lights up the prefrontal cortex, which calms the rest of the brain down, which is exactly what Paul's talking about. It sets a guard up over your your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When we give thanks as in addition to presenting our requests to God. And so uh, I want to give you an example of this. I was uh, meeting with a woman who had to tell me she couldn't do something. She, she, had, she, had to, she felt like she was disappointing me. And she said, Carrie, I can't do this. I don't want to tell you this, but I can't do it. And I said, okay. And this verse was heavy on my mind at the time. And I said, okay, it's okay. Can we, could we just pray together? Could we just present the request, what we need to the Lord together? And could we just thank him now for how he's going to provide? So we prayed together in this way, Lord, Lord, here's the need. And we know that she can't meet it. And would you just, we're thanking you now for how you're going to provide for that need. And this woman was very, very young in her faith, not even sure there was a relationship with Jesus yet. And she kind of was like, okay, we'll do this prayer thing. And uh, so we, we prayed and, um, and I, I let her go. And then later that day, sure enough, the Lord came through and met that need. And I was able to go back to her and say, hey, I want to tell you. Remember we prayed this prayer and we thank God for how he's going to provide? Guess what? He did. He did. And can I tell you how he has provided that? And her faith began to grow because that is a testimony right? This is, this is what testimonies are made of. When we as the people of God live different from the world, presenting our request to God with thanksgiving, knowing he will show up, he will do something, he will meet our need, he will provide his presence, whatever we, he will do that. And we live out of that, then we live in courage, We do not have fear, as much fear in going through. It doesn't mean we know how he's going to or when, but we live with more courage. And then when we see him follow through, we're looking for it because we're thanksgiving. We're giving thanks for it already that we have testimony. That's what we share with people. Let me tell you what he did. This is the stuff of testimony. This is the stuff that begins to change people's lives. 
So today, I want to give, we want to give you an, uh, an opportunity to actually practice praying this way. My guess is that every single person in here this morning has something that is, is raising up worry, concern, fear, anxiety, heaviness in your heart. And we want to give you a chance to write a prayer with thanksgiving and to see what God does and in, in shifting your mental focus and giving you peace. So we'd like you to grab your, your, your bulletin, if you have that, or your phone, open your notes app, okay? So whatever you feel most comfortable doing, if you want to write it, if you want to type it. All right, so I'm going to show on the screen this verse, and I'm going to kind of prompt you through how to do this, and then we'll give you some time. So here, here's the, the verse, um, and then I want you to start it with just, dear God, dear God, here's what's on my heart. Here's my concern, my worry, my fear, my heaviness. Present your request. And then... The next sentence is, in the midst of this, I thank you for, or I thank you that, and you write a sentence about his character, the support he's going to give, his presence, what you're going to learn about him, how he will provide, the courage he will give you, etc. Just you, you are giving with, you're praying with thanksgiving in the second part of this prayer. And then the promise of the peace of God guarding your hearts and minds comes. And so we want to give you, um, Tova's going to play again, and we're going to give you a time to actually do this, to pray with thanksgiving.
All right, so we've talked about um, ways to live out God's will for us, which is, is to be people of gratitude um, by writing thank you notes, um, by praying with thanksgiving. And we want to give you one more way today to do this. There was a uh, researcher, a Harvard researcher named Sean Acor, who did a study and found that writing down three things you're grateful for each day for 21 days in a row significantly increases your level of optimism for the next six months. So he's saying if you do this for 21 days, for the next six months, your optimism is going to be up. And that's not even using medication, right? This is like free <laughs> gift, right? This is God's will for you. This is his free gift to you to use gratefulness to improve um, optimism and, and impact your mood over the next six months. So we're a little bit overachievers, okay? So we're not only gonna give you 21 days, we're going to invite you to a 30-day challenge because we really want this to become a habit, a part of us becoming people of gratitude who live out the will of God. So on your way out, you are each gonna receive something that looks like this. It's a 30-day grateful challenge. And it has 30 boxes with three uh three spots to write in on each day. And what we would like you to do is to take this and each day you're gonna write three things down that you're grateful for each day. I would encourage you if in your families, if you're all participating in this, to share sometimes at dinner. Say, hey, what's, what's something that's kind of stood out to you as, as a unique thing to be grateful for? If you're part of a discipleship group or a small group, ask your group members, send a text to someone. Hey, I'm gonna share my three things today. Are you doing yours? You know, be accountable to each other in this way so that we are sharing the things that are impacting um, our lives and lighting up this part of the brain that God desires to through his gift and his will for us of being grateful. So the, the grateful challenge is something that Carrie kind of introduced to, to our family a few years ago. And we, it ended up making such a difference for us that we have now just made it a part of our everyday lives. So now we have grateful journals and we just keep them by the bed. And at the end of each day, we just write down three things that we're grateful for. And it's really helped, um, it's really helped our perspective because sometimes when I'm getting ready for bed, I am, I, it's been a rough day, you know? There's, it doesn't feel like there's things, but it's just that reminder that there are still things in the midst of whatever circumstances I'm facing that I have to be grateful for. Um, another, another just kind of neat thing about this is that, um, you know, we've talked to you guys before that we have a ministry to the prison here in town. And the guys, the inmates who are part of that ministry, they're doing the Grateful Challenge. Like this is something that they're doing. And, you know, just like Paul under house arrest was doing it. Um, I feel like if those guys can come up with three things to be grateful for, I really ought to be able to come up with three things to be grateful for. So um, we hope that that's something that'll be really um, really helpful for you uh, kind of in this, in this season. Let's look just real quickly as we close at that, the same verse we opened with from 1 Thessalonians. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And no wonder it's God's will for us. No wonder it's God's best. No wonder it's God's desire for us. Scripture and creation, scripture and science, scripture and research, scripture and experience, these things just continually confirm that developing a sense of gratefulness is really good for us. And that's no surprise at all since it's God's 
desire. It's his will for us. So we hope that these practical skills, these practical tools that we're trying to give you today, um, a thank you note, uh, the, the, the template to pray with thanksgiving, and then a 30-day grateful challenge. We hope and, and trust these are things that you can apply that can help us become more like Jesus, which is the whole idea. It's the whole uh, reason that we walk in the faith that we do. So uh, Carrie's going to pray to close us, and then we'll wrap up today. Father, I thank you so much for these, my brothers and sisters. I thank you that you so lovingly asked us to follow your will. And one of those things is to be people of gratitude. I thank you for the reasons that we're discovering, that we're understanding the depths of your love for us when you give us your will. Father, I pray that we as Lima Community Church would be people of gratitude, but more than that, as followers of Jesus, would we go out from this place into our workplaces, our schools, our, um, our places where we serve, uh, where we interact with friends and family, Father, our homes, would, these, would the people we interact with gain the overflow of us being people who live out the will of God and are people of gratitude? Father, would you do more in this community through us as we follow your will for us in this area of our life? Father, would we watch you grow our testimonies when we pray with gratefulness? And would we have many stories to share of who you are and your faithfulness through all of these things? Father, would the... Would the, the uh, notes of gratitude that are going out from this place. Do more, would you do more with those than we could ask or imagine as they interact with people's lives? And Father, as we focus our minds each day on the things that we can be grateful for, Father, would you show us yourself in mighty ways? Thank you that we have this privilege to follow your will. Thank you for your immense love for us in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Just a couple. <laughs> Praise God. A couple reminders on your way out. Grab a uh, gratefulness challenge from one of the ushers. And if you need to mail your thank you card, we've got envelopes on the tables for you on the way out. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. Thank you for listening. For more information about our church, visit limacommunitychurch.com. Thank you.